Hey beautiful, what happens when you had your whole life planned out, but life throws you completely off course? Mapalo Mulenga shares her story of almost dropping out of university, then finding healing in self-love. You are listening to the Africana Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Chulu. Every week, I ask an Africana woman to invite us into her home to give us a snapshot into what happens behind her closed doors. I hope you will join me on this journey of discovery, revelation, and self-awareness. I'm not going to lie. It may become uncomfortable sometimes. However, I encourage you to push past your unease and challenge yourself to think differently. The simple act of expanding yourself to receive the unknown may be transformational for you. If you're new to the Africana Woman podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss all of this goodness that we share every week. We have a podcast hotline and that means that you can send us a message and tell us what your favorite episode is and why. And also let us know who do you want to be on the podcast or what topics should we be talking about? So the number is plus two six zero nine seven eight four seven zero three nine five you can also find it in the show notes and this is a whatsapp line so that means that you can send us a voice note you can send us just a simple message so get in touch we want to hear from you I love today's episode because we will hear from a young entrepreneur who is still in university but she is making waves. Now, not to give too much of her story away, I just wanted to let you know why her story resonates with me. I think, you know, we all have, I think we get to, what is it, high school, and we start making plans. This is what I want. I'm going to be doing this by this age. You know, you start mapping out your whole life, and then you begin to start living this life. You're doubting, hey? And guess what? <laughs> Sometimes things kind of get out of control, and you couldn't even have imagined that that would have happened to you, right? So... What, what do you do in that moment? You know, at first it is so disorienting when you're thrown off the path that you thought you would walk. I think what you do next basically can make or break you. So here is my conversation with Mapalo Mulenga on A Taste of Culture. A Taste of Culture, an Africana Woman. This is her story in her voice. Mapalo Mulenga is a 22-year-old fourth-year student studying pharmacy at University of Zambia. She is an aspiring entrepreneur that owns the natural hair care and beauty brand. Mapalo is keenly interested in self-development and becoming your best self. She firmly believes in women bettering themselves and achieving their goals. I am so excited to have Mapalo on the Africana Woman podcast. She is one of the Africana Woman visionaries, and I'm very, very excited that she um, said yes to be a guest. Uh, Mapalo, welcome. Thank you, Chulu. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) 
<laughs> very, very excited. You have no idea. Okay, so let's start with an easy question. What is your favorite childhood memory? <laughs> hmm, my favorite childhood memory. Um. Okay, um, my favorite childhood memory is my my dad's farm has a pond behind it and it i'd love to go there every sunday uh around 10 to 11 just to watch the just to watch how calm the water is and i i i would feel peace at that moment and i think that's one of my favorite moments i would feel a sense of peace and tranquility and you know be one with nature those are like one of my favorite Sunday morning moments, yeah, I think. Ah, that's yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. So, my dear, I must say, congratulations on getting to your fourth year studying pharmacy. I'm sure it's it has not been easy. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Thank you so much. It has been very tough and challenging, like very challenging, I might say, but yeah, you keep pushing through one year at a time and here I am, fourth year, graduating next year. Yeah, well done. So I find it interesting that you are studying pharmacy and then you also have a natural hair care and beauty brand. It almost feels like they're in conflict. So how did you come up with that? Uh Okay, my love for hair products started uh, the first po- the first COVID break. We uh, when COVID first hit, we were on break for I think about three months, and I didn't know what to do with my hair at that point. I was stuck. I couldn't go out and go buy products in town. There was like strict lockdown at home, so I had to improvise. So the, I. I went online and did my research and I found ways to make products in my own home. So I think that's where my love for hair, um, um, hair product, making hair products started. But I can't say it's in conf- uh, they are actually in conflict because in pharmacy, we do have a portion uh, pharmaceutics and um, um, formulating products like lotions and all that. So I think I can... I can say I kind of marry the two. So. Yeah, that makes sense. So when you graduate, what are your plans? I really don't have plans at the moment of what I would do specifically. I've been thinking about it, of whether I should go into I should go into the pharmacy industry or I should go into the cosmetic industry. I'm still trying to figure everything out and I hope by next year I'll have it all figured out. Well, I mean, this year is it's a it's a challenging one, right? Because you want to make sure that you graduate. Um, so I'd say, you know, just um, take your time with it. I think things unfold in the way that they're supposed to and eventually you will, um, you will find what um, sits naturally with you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned, um, you know, a difficult period where, you know, school was closed for three months. Tell me about what that experience was apart from, you know, not being able to, um, go out and get your hair products. How were you doing mentally and emotionally? 
I was in an emotional rut at that point because I I had just started uh, feeling pharmacy. Okay, uh, when I started pharmacy in second year, it wasn't like it wasn't my first choice. I wanted to get into medicine, and then I got into pharmacy. So my entire second year was me hating the program, but third year was me trying to accept and then here comes COVID and messes up everything so I have to now start to adjust the home life and now making sure I set boundaries at home and say no look I can't do this because I have class and all that stuff I can say it was really hard for me and my mental health it really drained me and I think that's why I started making hair products because that was like my escape route so when you're saying it really um, drained you, how did did it affect the way that you were relating with people? It did at some point. I became isolated and moody, and I just wanted to be. I I needed a break, like a timeout, to just um, pause for a second. I, I I remember telling myself I need the world to slow down, just like pause for a second so that I pick everything up like I gather everything and so that my brain can process what's going on because so many things were going on at that at that point so it was very challenging and the world didn't slow down for me so I had to just carry on move on and pick up the few strings that were dangling right there so Mm. yeah yeah so I guess my question would be around um, when you didn't get into um, medicine and you got pharmacy instead, was there something, was there, did you think of yourself in a particular way or what was it that, that um, you know, made you hate the, the particular um, course that you were doing? Um, all my life I've been told, okay, ever since I was a kid. I wanted to do medicine. I wanted to be a doctor. If you asked me, oh, what do you want to be? I'll be like, oh, I want to be a doctor. You know, I would picture myself, you know, as a surgeon. I would watch Grey's Anatomy, all those things. So I was fully invested in medicine. I had no idea that pharmacy existed until first year. I I had a few uh, mental struggles in the first year. It, uh, first year was really tough for me, so I couldn't make the point to get into med school so I had to pick like the second best which was pharmacy and I even tried to maybe appeal to go into medicine like try to see if I could be pushed to medicine but then everyone just told me no just do pharmacy so here I was in a program I had no idea it's like I had no idea I didn't even know anything about the program so I was clueless I didn't have any information on pharmacy so I was just there like wondering like I the whole second year I was like I would have been studying better I would have been studying this I'd have been studying to be a doctor but here I am so I felt out of balance it's like you have so many plans for your life and then everything changes in just the second so I think that's why I I found it really hard second year to accept that I was in pharmacy it sounds like um it sounds like, in a sense, your your confidence took a hit, right? 
because yeah. you for a long time you your mind was set on that one thing so you know to do medicine and all of that and then it's like oh okay the path has changed <laughs> what do I do with myself right exactly. yeah Yeah. So tell us about what was your healing journey? What how did you come out of um of you know this the the mental stress that you were going through? Um Okay, I had to hit rock bottom for me to reach that stage. I it, on top of not being being in pharmacy and not wanting to be there i actually failed a few courses i failed one course and i had to <laughs> it was yeah it was that but i failed one course so i had to retake it and then they told me there was a mix up in the system and it reflected as failed again so i was just like okay you know what <laughs> i'm going to quit school right here and I would just find something else to do. I think they let me take a year off and all that. I was even planning to tell my mom like, "Okay, I need a year off because I'm I'm at this like this is not good for me emotionally. It is not good for me mentally." So I I was really I'm on scholarship. So I was thinking I've lost my scholarship. I have lost my room. I have lost everything. I have to start from scratch. So um I remember just, you know, uh I came across Les Brown. He is a motivational speaker and he would I would just listen to his motivational teachings without really putting like without really thinking about it. It was just like my escape uh it's like watching a movie in the background. So his voice would just be like there in the background. So I remember crying one day. I was crying my eyes out. I was like, you know what? I feel like my life is over right now. I just, you know, I just want to stop everything. You know, I I don't care what happens at this point. And he he said something that really really um caught my attention and it was uh when you hit rock bottom, fall with your uh fall on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. And I was looking up at the moment. I was like, okay, you know, what? this is not the end of the <laughs> this is not the end of the road i can still pick up i can i'll retake the course again and uh, if it's coming back maybe after a year to go in, uh, like and starting everything over again i would do that but that that was just like my mental change like my shift the actual hard work started after that i was like okay i will write down things that i want things that i will okay at least things i want to change so i was like okay i am going to retake this course i'm going to like you know try to start loving pharmacy try to start loving pharmacy and i will like you know deal with my mental health i i love reading books but at that point i stopped completely reading books because i didn't i didn't want to be in connect, like i didn't want to be connected to my emotions So I was like okay I'm going to go back to reading books or oh, no you know what I'm going to like just start investing in I started doing the things that I love because at that point I realized that I had completely stopped everything it was just me uh you know when um your life is on autopilot and you're just doing everything if like you just wake up do whatever you're supposed to do and go to bed and that was like my life for the past maybe three months 
So I decided, okay, I will now start at least be intentional with my life. And I listened to a lot of um, motivational speakers. I, I feel like they helped me. Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Ronessa Brown, like all these really helped me kind of like get back into that. Good, and actually made me realize that I need to be self-aware. I need to like start working with my, on my inner self. So that's where everything started. And then after that, I just like take everything one step at a time. And yeah. Well, I think that that is, I think that's beautiful because that's I like to talk about in terms of making change an option, right? Yeah. Because before you were so focused on, oh, I don't like this program. Oh, my dreams have, you know, of being in medicine have come to an end. So I just don't like this program. And it was just a, a constant cycle of negative, negative thoughts. But then in that yeah. moment, when you heard Les Brown say that fall on your back and look up, right? That's when you decided that change was an option. And yeah. then what I also really liked about what you said is, you know, the hard work came afterwards because I think a lot of people think that oh okay just because maybe I'm gonna think differently um then it will just magically happen like I would just no. magically like be in a more positive mood and things like that but but as you were saying that you had to be intentional you had to go and find the resources so listening to you know all those different motivational speakers and then also you know um reflecting within yourself to say okay what does it look like what could my life look like if I liked yeah. this program what you know how can I make my life happy and not just be you know operating like a robot on autopilot and all of that so I think yeah. that is so so important for people to catch that you made change an option and then you went and took the actions necessary to get to the next stage um now I am just very curious really as uh, a university student that is in the School of Medicine, um, like in that particular field, um, are there no um, facilities in terms of uh, like uh, counseling and things like that? Uh, at Ridgeway, okay, it's there. It's connected to UTH, but I feel, I personally feel like the procedure is so tedious because you're treated like <laughs> you're treated like a patient and a student. Okay, I haven't really followed up, but main campus, I actually did some counseling. Like I said, first year was also hard for me. So I there's a counseling center and main campus, uh, Unza. So I actually sat down with a therapist there for it. I think we did two sessions and it really helped. She, she, um, I remember telling her, no, you know, I feel like my exams, I'm going to fail my exams. I don't think I'm going, I actually told her, I don't think I'm going to get into medicine. And she, she was like, okay, just take this, uh, it one step at a time, write your exams first. Cause that was before the exams, write your exams first, then you conclude. And after I wrote my exams, I was crying. I'm like, I was right. It was hard. And she was like, okay, wait for, um, the results to come out and then you decide like uh you will decide don't make the situation worse than it actually is but i didn't uh i was supposed to have a follow-up i didn't follow up due to some personal reasons 
and I wish I had continued. And another thing I would love to address is that we need, if there's any therapist out there, most of the time students really want to take therapy and really want to actually, you know, have some counsel, some coaching, someone to just guide them. But most of these therapists are expensive. And the last time I checked, the therapist was like 400, 500 per session. I'm like, I'm a student, I can't afford. So if there's any therapist there who's interested can actually, there are a lot of students here that really would love therapy. And I think at an affordable price, if you can just make it maybe a hundred quarter per session or, you know, or even just come up with a plan, it would really be helpful to our students because we go through so much stress. And it's like um, we're expected to juggle life and school at the same time. As you know, life happens and school happens as well. So sometimes we put our mental health on the background, on the back burner. By the time you're noticing that your mental health is really bad, it's bad, you hit rock bottom. So I think it would be really helpful to all students out there if we had like therapists that are in an affordable range that are just like specified in the niche of students uh yeah students and school pupils it would be really helpful that's like a whole business that you've put out there you might want yeah. to pursue that home huh? <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately i'm not uh in that field but if i i have been interested you don't have to be in the field you just have to be a manager that's all you need to yeah. do I think I'll, I will think about it. I, it makes sense. It does. Like, you just need to find the people. You tell them, yeah, the administrator, they are the ones that will be administering the sessions. Girl, I'm just saying, like, I'm just <laughs> Anyway, so what brought you to Africana Women Visionaries? Well, I was, uh, you are the first, the thing that caught my eye was the fact that I have been looking for, I've been, ever since I got into the entrepreneurship side business, I had, I had been watching so many coaches and they were all America, UK, you know, they're all in the, uh, the uh, diaspora. And I really wanted, I think I was praying to God, I'm like, God, if I could find someone in Africa, it doesn't even have to be Zambia, but it has to be Africa. <laughs> so, and then, uh, coincidentally, that same week, I saw your post. It was a free masterclass, I think. It, was it um, oh, a free workshop? Yeah, it was the audit your business workshop. Yeah, it was a free workshop. And I was like, okay. And she's Zambian. <laughs> and I clicked right there. I remember I was writing my exams during that free workshop. And I Yes, I was. I was writing my exams and I just decided, you know what, I am going to attend. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I am going to attend. And yeah, I attended and I fell in love, like the environment, the vibe, you know, I just fell in love with uh, everyone there. It was very helpful. It's really what helped me gain the confidence to actually boost my business and start it. Because that time I was like, oh, I have these ideas, but I don't know if people are going to buy. And then I met, I, I met Africana World Visionaries and I was like, okay, thank God. This is, has been my prayer all along. And I'm so happy. 
uh, because they're not um, there when there's so many there's so many information out there concerning business and how to start a business, but there is not much information when it comes to Zambia. Like in Zambia, like it, it's different. Each country is different. Each country operates different. So you guys were the only ones in Zambia I could find at that point. So that's how I got connected. But can I just tell the audience, like your business is one, like so cute. Like I just love following like your WhatsApp status and your, um, your Instagram, like your, you have such a classy way of presenting your products that I'm just like, oh, she is so good at this. I, I can't wait to see where you're going. <laughs> yeah. I have big plans for my business. So just stay tuned and you will see. Well, tell us a little bit about your business. Uh, we are a natural hair care brand and we provide uh, organic, uh, natural organic products. These are chemical-free products, uh, oils, uh, hair butters, and, and cute accessories, crunches, certain bonnets, and many more to come. So we're just in the starting phase, setting up the foundation and yeah. And I'll be launching my oils this month. My hair grows Ayurveda oils will be coming this month. Yeah. So. Nice. Nice. Well done. Well done. I can't wait. Of course, I will support in whatever way. But I was just like, I was telling you, like, the scrunchies. Like, I don't have hair, guys. <laughs> you don't have to have hair. You know, the fashion statement. <laughs> yeah. Pretty. You oh can do this. Look, I have done this. Ah, look at that. Yeah, it's a actually. Yeah, so you can use that. Ah, you see, you should be posting such pictures so that we also get ideas. Because me, I love them. They look so pretty, and then I'm like, mm, but then where am I going to wear it on this bald head of mine? But anyway, yeah, you, you can actually put it on your hair bandana. Ah, yeah, nice. I. I I have actually collabed with someone who would take pictures and help me because I feel like I'm a one woman show. So some of the <laughs> so uh, I have actually uh, told someone to help me take pictures and style inspo. So that will be coming in maybe after next week. <laughs> well done, well done. All right, yeah. so tell me. What is the difference from like how you are feeling now and where you are right now mentally in terms of the way that you, um, you think of yourself in comparison to back then? One thing I would say, I am happier. I, <laughs> I am happier. I am more confident. And I'm so proud of myself. I feel like I'm my own best friend right now. Like I give myself pep talks. I'm like, yeah, girl, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, I that's one of the the differences. I have seen so much significant difference because before I was very negative. I was rude. I was, you know, just you could tell that this person is like in the in a bad mental state and everything i would i wouldn't see you know uh, 
sometimes you have to see the positive in everything. I would see everything negative, even if it's positive. So that's the state of mind I was at when I started. But now I I remember a week ago, I was taking a walk and I was just like, oh, look at the trees, look at the look at the sun, look at the flowers. Oh, there's a bird. And I was like, who is this person? And that wasn't me <laughs> before. So it actually makes me, I, I now see beauty. It's easy for me to make myself happy when there's something like, my happiness now is not, um, uh, is not, how can I put it? My happiness is not influenced by other people's decisions. What happens outside, like my happiness now is just like my happiness. Even if something bad happens in my, like outside, I would still find a way to like, okay, take a breather, like, pause and just like this is not the end of the world and I'd be there giving myself a pep talk and that's the Rapala now compared to then yes girl yes <laughs> I like it and who is this person yeah <laughs> so you you do feel like a different person after not at the end I can't say at the end of your healing journey but during your healing journey, you do see this difference. You'd be like, okay. And I would advise whoever is on their healing journey to take notes, write down like who you were, like just write down what you're feeling. And when you look back, you'd be like, huh, this was my thought process then. And now, you know, you can actually tell the difference. So that would help you know that you're making progress. Mm. So always keep a journal. Yeah, I love journals. Does do you think the people around you have noticed a difference? Like your mom, maybe? Yes. Um since they're family, they won't actually say it, but they they actually <laughs> said that I acted like I was on drugs. <laughs> because I was so happy and I'm this like noisemaker in the house. Now I'm like I I'm like making everyone happy. So they're like, oh, why are you acting like you're so high? <laughs> you know, you act like high. <laughs> so um yeah, they have noticed even my roommates are like, oh, you know what? I'm actually liking this new you because I'm now more organized. It it's like once you just work on one part of your life, it's kind of starts to spread and snowball into every other part of your life. So I have noticed now I'm more organized when it comes to like school. Yes, it's stressful, but I am calm. I'm like, okay, I can feel the stress, but uh, I have a system that will work for this. So you become more organized, you have some more self-control, more self-discipline, and it's just, yeah, Ah, no, that is amazing. Oh, Mapalo, we have almost come to the end. So in the Africana woman uh, community, we have a saying, which is know your roots, grow your purpose. And I have some questions that I ask everybody. Are you ready? Yeah, I uh, hopefully. <laughs> Don't be nervous. <laughs> Okay, so the first question, what are you rooted to? Um, I'll say, okay, in what line? Anything, whatever comes to your mind. 
Like what? The thing, mm-hmm, what's the first thing that came to your mind? God, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here without Him. So that's like I'm rooted in my relationship with Him, and I feel like that's the best foundation any person can ever have. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's good. So, what are your favorite ways to nourish your mind, your body, and your soul? I will start with uh, my body. I love to bling up and dress up. <laughs> and just like, you know, self-care, have like a good self-care routine, you know, take the bubble bath and all that. And yeah, that's for the body. And for my soul, I, I, spend, I have this uh, system where I spend 30 minutes with God every day. So that has really helped me like nourish my soul. And for my mind, uh, motivational speaker, speakers, podcasts, you know, Africana Woman Visionary Podcast, of course, and um, reading. Awesome. Then do you have a weakness that has now become your superpower? <sighs> uh, imposter syndrome is my weakness. I usually feel like, okay, everyone is doing better than me. Like, okay, every time I do something, I never really want to get credit for it because I feel like I feel like an imposter in some way. But I recently um, realized, it came to my realization that it's actually my biggest strength because I I get to... It makes me a perfectionist. So everything I do, I make sure it's 120% perfect. So that has, it's, it's even helped me grow my business because I'm always striving for better. I'm always striving for more. Yeah. Like that. Um, and then the final question is, what do you know as a certainty? Hmm. What I know as a certainty is um, um, God always comes through. That is just like I know for a fact that he always comes through. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, Mapalo, please let the audience know how do they get in touch with you? How do they see what is happening in your business and how do they buy stuff from you? Tell us what are your contact details and yeah, and yeah, if there's any project you're working on. Okay, um, actually, my business name is Queen Main Beauty, and it helps you feel like a queen in your natural hair. So style your hair, style your, fix your crown. <laughs> That's my saying. And uh, you can find my Instagram handle is actually Queen Main Beauty, and so is my Facebook handle. And on my Instagram, there's a link to my WhatsApp, my direct WhatsApp line, a link to link. So you can get there. You can actually I'd advise people to get the, my WhatsApp uh, number because that's where there is quick and efficient. If you want quick response and hair consultations, I give hair consultations on the side uh, as well. Yeah, I give hair consultations. So those are just like, you know, you feel free to come and interact with me because then in hair, 
and I've built a community on Instagram. So feel free to join the community on Instagram. We are very friendly and we talk about hair and everything, you know, as well as the next project is uh, my Ayurveda hair oil, which will be launching this uh, month. I don't know the date, but I, the date will be announced on my Instagram. And yeah. Ah, that is awesome. I am so happy that you took time to come and talk to us about your journey of um, self-love and healing. You know, I think it's so important for people to hear that it's possible. You know, sometimes we're thinking like, oh, I'm alone. I'm the only one who feels like this. I'm the only one who's going through this. But when we hear stories like yours, then we say, oh, okay, but she's doing good now. Like she yeah. made it out because of she did X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? So I think your story is very, very important and very, very powerful. And I'm so grateful that you were able to share it. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a wonderful experience. Come back to taste more culture on the next episode of Africana Woman. What happened to Mapalo could happen to anyone and at any age. You were so sure you would get a certain job or be married by a certain age or have children when you settled down, and the list goes on and on. You thought you had your whole life planned out, but the reality looks like nothing you wrote down. What do you do in those moments? Do you have a woe-is-me attitude or do you accept and embrace who you are becoming? Maybe you were pushed off the track because your dream was too small and you didn't even think of the things you were capable of. Look at Mapalo. No, she didn't get into medicine, but now she is in pharmacy and running a budding cosmetics business that marries well with her studies. A business that helps women be proud of their natural hair. This wasn't even a thought before she was thrown off track. Now she is empowering so many women to fix their crown. You may be disappointed right now, but try changing your perspective. Make change an option. Now for our newest addition to the show. Marketeers, we're all selling something, so why not be the best? Get tips to fix your marketing slips. Guys, I really want you to go and see Queen Main Beauty. Mapalo really has an eye for how she presents her products in a way that is pleasing. I know so many of you who are listening have got amazing businesses, but your presentation can be improved. So if you are selling a physical product, there are three things that I want you to stop doing. Number one, taking pictures at night. 
Like, I just don't get it. It's dark. We can barely see what you've made. Stop taking pictures at night. Number two, taking pictures of your products in random places, like by the kitchen sink next to dirty dishes, in the garage next to tools and oil. Like, what are you doing, babes? What are you doing? Taking pictures with your phone. Yes, I said it. <laughs> Look, you have to sell someone a dream. They have to be able to see themselves using your product. It has to be a fantasy. So what you should be doing is, one, use natural light, natural sunlight to take your pictures. Number two, place your product in the context with which someone will use it. Number three, get professional pictures. Please, please, I beg, do not say you don't have money for a photographer. You heard Mapalo. She is doing a barter system. She made an arrangement with a photographer. She made a way. Plus, if, or not even if, when you sell more products because you've got professional pictures, then you will definitely get a return on your investment. Please get a professional photographer. That's it for today. Please make your products look divine. Catch more Marketeers tips next week. And it's a wrap. Please find Mapalo on Instagram at Queen Main Beauty. Let her know you heard her on the Africana Woman podcast and give her her roses. Hey, if you have been looking for a supportive community of entrepreneurs, come join the Africana Woman Visionaries. You can find the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a listener. I really do appreciate you and make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review the show. This really helps us to get the show out to more African queens. I am very easy to find. My playground is Instagram, so just look for Chulu by Design. Until next week, know your roots, grow your purpose. Mm-hmm.